There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. In April of 2022, the Manassas Community Baptist Church of Blaine, Pennsylvania, hosted our King James Bible Conference. Pastor John Asquith, who is the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, was our guest speaker for three nights of conference. We've taken these messages and we've broken them into 15 podcasts, so that'll be three weeks, approximately 15 minutes per day, of King James Bible instruction and teaching. And Brother John deals with the history of the King James Bible. He deals with the authority of the King James Bible. And then lastly, he deals most of all, most importantly of all, I should say, He deals with what the King James Bible can do for you. And so I pray these messages are a help. I pray they're a blessing to each of you as you listen to the conference. Let me tell you something. I have people in my church who, if you ask them, say, I'm lost. What? Why don't they just get saved? Good question. They don't get saved because they don't believe with all their heart. They have to believe with all their heart. But you know what I've also learned? It's not wise for them to go around telling people they're not saved. Here's what they ought to tell them. I don't have full assurance. I don't have full assurance. You know what I tell my children to to tarry for? You know what I tell my people to tarry for? Full, absolute assurance where you believe with all your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. And until you have that, don't you stop striving for that. And if you think you have something just as good, try it out, Bubba. Try it out. I wouldn't. I'll believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. That cross that's going on here, united in one thought, Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. He is the Son of God. He is the Christ. I got a guy in my church been coming around six years. Miserable case. Good man. Hard worker. Works in a dairy plant. Charge of the cottage cheese. All right? But... Never went to church before. Showed up in just terrible circumstances. And after a couple of years, he started wearing a suit and tie to church. Farm boy, he never dressed that way before. He'd start coming up, shaking my hand, saying, Pastor, that was a good message. Then he got to the point, he started going to my young Methodists. What are my young Methodists? Stephen runs a group of young men who don't have assurance. And on Thursdays, they get together and they all talk because they don't really have assurance. And they discuss these things. Why do you call them young Methodists? Because that's how John Wesley, George Whitfield, and uh, Charles Wesley started out. A bunch of young men without assurance, sitting there trying to get assurance. Last spring, be about a year ago, I went and preached uh, a couple of meetings in uh, New England, Maine, and then Vermont. And that same fella, Got his wife and followed me out there. Went and listened to the preaching. We came back. 
And we had a men's meeting. Hector Sotomayor, pastor up in Rochester, came and he preached on the love of God. Kyle Beale got a hold of me the next day and he said, Pastor, I awoke this morning and I know now that the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient for me. I know now that he is raised again and that he is the Son of God and that he is my Savior. Suddenly his entire heart was united on that. He knew that without a shadow of a doubt. And oh, the difference in that man. Oh, the difference in that man. Oh, I'm just telling you. And it's so what such a joy when God brings one of them through that. But so few people have ever had that experience of having their heart united by the Holy Ghost and that knowledge that Jesus is the Son of God and that He's raised again from the dead. That's what salvation is. Let me tell you something. If you're just trying to strive to go to heaven, you're fooling yourself. What you need is to strive that every bit of you, every bit of you inside is cleansed by God and that you know that Jesus is that great God and that he is that Savior and that he is raised again from the dead and that he is the Christ, he is the Son of the living God. You need God to implant that in those inward thoughts, in that heart, that all that heart believes that. You say, I could never make it all believe that. That's right. You need a miracle. You need the great God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob who said that he can do it, to do it. Go with me if you would. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, look at verse 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that God a good while ago made choice between us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did to us. See, that God who knows the hearts, what did he do to them? He gave them the Holy Ghost. What is that? Let me tell you something. You know how we talked earlier that the, your spirit is the part of you that makes up your mind what you're going to think about? Okay? We have at least one or two young people in here. My son Timothy told me, he said, Dad, I used to sit in church and do everything I could to concentrate on anything other than the preaching. Okay? And I understand that. Okay? We have one or two young people in here doing their best doing that tonight. Just anything rather than to think about the preaching. Just sit there and try to concentrate on something else or whatever else. That's their spirit trying to make something else be the focus of what they're doing. But do you understand there's more than one spirit working in you than your own spirit? Do you realize that some of the thoughts that come into your head are not from you? That's how God works in you. Some of the thoughts going on inside of you didn't come from you. They came from without. And some of them aren't from God. Some of them are devilish thoughts. And you have the choice which ones to pay attention to. And God wants you to pay attention to the... You know how you know the spirit that's from God? It'll speak in King James English. (laughs) In contrast, it'll be clean... It'll be pure. It'll be right. It'll be whole. And you'll know it. And a lot of times you don't like what it's saying. Because it's against you. You think it's against you. You know, one of the great stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph being sold into Egypt by his brethren. And the sad part of that is poor Jacob, who's at home not knowing that that son that he longs for is still alive. All these years, he sits there in mourning, and here's Joseph mourning for his father. 
And finally, those men come in, those brethren come in, and Joseph recognized them. We know that long thing that he put them through. You go back and you do this and that. And they go back to, to Jacob, and they tell him, hey, we've got to bring my younger brother. We've got to go back before we go back there. You know what Jacob said? He said, these things are against me. It's against me. Jacob, they're not against you. This is the most wonderful thing that will ever happen in your life, Jacob. This is God reaching out to change your family forever, to reunite you, the bonds of love to be such as they've never been before. But how did Jacob say, these things are against me. And let me tell you something, when the Spirit of God begins to come in who's shown you the lies of your heart, and He's coming in and He's showing you the evil of your heart, you think, this is against me. No, this is for you. This is for you. Because if you ever one time could see the lies in your heart and just see how much you deceived yourself and see how the imaginations of your heart are destroying you, if you could ever see that, God would heal all the plagues of your heart. It would be taken care of. So Acts chapter 15 Verse 8 again, And God which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as He did us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. So their hearts are no longer this mix-up of good, bad, lie, truth, wonder if this is true, that's not true. God can settle all that inside of you. This is the miracle that God's offering to you. This is what this book says that it can do. If you believe this book, it is the words of God. And he says he can do this. Why? Because on the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ paid the penalty for you. That's paid. That's done. That's over. God will never again ask for anything else the whips on his back, the thorns on his brow, the nails in his hands, the shame of his nakedness, the spear on his side, the spit of the Roman soldiers, all of that satisfied God for your sin. And now God tries to reach to you to settle your heart, to purify your heart by faith, that in your heart, all of you know Every bit of you settled. You believe with all your heart that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Son of the living God. And there's victory in it. I'm telling you, when God changed me, when God delivered me and liberated me from what I am, oh, the glorious day when God did that. And there's no one in here that God doesn't want to do that for. And deliver you from that horrible person that you are with all the deceits of your heart. And all the evil imaginations and the bitterness and the sin. Turn with me, if you would, to Romans chapter 1. Stephen runs our young men Methodist. Miss Chelsea's going to start a group for the young women Methodists. They don't have to be young. They're just women that don't have insurance. I prayed the prayer a hundred times. Dress right, spit white. They just don't have that assurance. When the Holy Ghost gets moving in a service like this, they're wondering, am I in or am I out? If the Holy Ghost is here, He should be assuring you that's His job and showing you and convincing you without a shadow of a doubt these things are true and yet it's not happening, is it? 
So again, one of my men calls it the Lost Boys Club. Sounds too much like Peter Pan to me. <laughs> but instead of saying to people, I'm afraid I'm lost, just say, I don't have insurance. I just don't have that. I don't have that assurance these other people do. Why? And let me tell you something. There's other reasons for that. That's why you have a pastor. You have a good pastor. He can help you with that. Romans chapter 1, verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Now let me tell you something. There are few worse punishments that God could do to you than to give you over to the lusts of your heart. If I had an instrument right now that I could place in your heart, and we had a huge TV screen up here, when that got put in your heart, everybody in this church could see everything going through your heart. Every single bit of it. There's not a person in here who would not writhe to his chain. There's not a person in here who doesn't have memories of themselves that are so shameful and so awful you would die if other people knew about them. What is that? It's where God showed you a little bit of what's going on in your heart. and said, you want, you want your heart over my word? You want your heart over my word? Here's a little bit of your heart. Do you like it? You know what's going on in the national news today? They're trying to convince people that all that's okay. Whatever goes on in your heart, just go ahead and it's turning this nation into hell. Want to know something for every one of them liberal congressmen and all those idiot professors and everything else that teach these people? I'm the pastor that gets the refuse who come into my church broken from those things, broken from that sin, broken from the horror of it, shamed down to the very core of their being over what's happened inside of them. I don't hate those people. I love them with all my heart. Look what's happened to them. You go and we talk about this. You go into the 7-Eleven. There's that girl with half her hair shaved and a pin through her. What happened to some girl, some man's daughter? What happened to this girl that she's done this to herself? What's happened to this girl that she's got tattoos all over her? What's happened to that person? Thank God I have a God who can heal the heart inside of that person. Those tattoos will be there forever. Have my converts have horrible tattoos all over them. But they got a heart that's been purified by faith. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 
70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.